Hi, I'm Oliver Burquez, co-founder of 40 Fit. Welcome to the Brain, Brawn and Business podcast. The podcast is to get successful people on just to talk about what inspires them, what motivates them, the successes and the challenges they faced in business, how they've overcome them, what they've learned along the way. It's a really practical podcast trying to offer real value to the listeners and things you can implement on a daily basis, things around business and strategy and habits, lifestyle performance. Hi, podcast community. Just before I start the episode, going to do my normal introduction to the guest and just mention a couple of things. So Steve Martile from Freedom Education. Steve is a great guy and he's um, really made huge progress around his sort of social media and in particular LinkedIn. So in this episode, he's going to give you some sort of strategies and some tricks, tips around building your networks producing content, adding value, and getting, um, obviously, connections and leads into your sales funnel. And, yeah, so he talks around, the strategy around that and, and the emerging platforms. I think you're going to get a huge amount of value from it. Also, I'd just love to get your feedback because this is the first time I've got a business owner on that's not local to um, the gym in Chelmsford. Um, and what I've done with this one is I'm looking at getting sort of business owners on, people on who are going to talk experts in certain areas and social media is obviously hugely important nowadays and in particular LinkedIn as a platform so um, obviously what I'd like to know is if you found value in this episode if you feel getting guests on that can go into specific expertise areas around business performance and mindset then yeah drop me a message Oliver Burke on LinkedIn or all social platforms or you can email me Oliver at 4dfit that's the number 4dfit.co.uk and yeah, so I'd love to hear about that. And if there's any areas you'd like me to maybe cover on the podcast, and then obviously I can then, you know, get in touch, find guests suitable around the areas that uh, you would like to hear about. Great stuff. The other thing is um, our current nine-week course is in full flow now at 40 Fit. Our next program will start on the 16th of March. And through the whole of February, we're going to be offering free taster sessions. Just an opportunity where you can come and have a training session in the gym facility you get to meet the team, sit down with myself. We're going to discuss goals, do a bit of goal setting, what you'd be looking to achieve, give you an insight into the nutrition and the habit coaching program we run alongside your training so you can get a bit of a feel and a flavour for what we do. So if you're interested, you live local to Chelmsford, you want to come and have a tryout, have a taster and come along to the facility, get in touch with me on the email I mentioned, oliver at 4dfit.co.uk or just drop me a message on the socials. So episode come out now with Steve. Hope you all enjoy it and I'll catch up with you soon. Hi, podcast community. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, super excited today to be joined by Steve Martelli um, from Freedom Education. So Steve is becoming known as very sought-after client attraction copywriter in the digital marketing community. He's known for helping clients uh, triple their net profits and double their time by retaining higher paying clients without being manipulative and without working so hard. And I feel, Steve, as well, not only introducing you there as your day job in terms of what you're doing there, but I have to say, um, being connected to you for a while, like on LinkedIn, you have a huge passion for just helping people, sharing great content, and advice. I know I've been inspired by some of your posts and 
anyone who's going to want, listen to this that might not be connected to you if they just look back on some of your posts. You have a real passion for helping people, don't you? This seems to come across. Yeah, it's uh, it's part of my, I guess, my DNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, fantastic. Um, so look, thanks for your time today. What we'll do is uh, obviously just get a little bit of background on you. So how did the journey start for you to get to, to where you are now? started a long while back. So I, so just to give you context, I actually am a mechanical engineer by trade. Um, I did, I graduated in 2001, although I'd worked before that as a mechanical engineer. I live in Canada. So uh, in Ontario, Kingston, out of all places, uh, is where I went to, when I went to university, Queens University. And uh, which apparently is where Elon Musk went to university for two or three years. So um, went there as a mechanical engineer, graduated, and then worked for like nine or so years, I would say. And at, there was a point in time where I had lost my, I don't know, just, I lost my meaning. I lost my sort of, I woke up one day and I was like, I'm drinking way too much. Uh, I had just bought a sports car that didn't fulfill me. I was doing a lot of things on the outside to get fulfillment. Okay. And I still wasn't happy. And I remember my wife and I driving back. We were going home. We were coming back. We lived just north of Toronto. We were driving home. I was working in the city. I was working in Toronto, which was really cool. But my job wasn't fulfilling me. And I was remember her, uh, her saying, uh, are you unhappy with me? And I said, no, it's not you. It's I'm, un- I'm unhappy with my work. And uh, so then spiral out about a year, I started doing a bit of soul searching. And I ended up landing on a self-improvement training that I did, which was uh, called Landmark Education. They're well-known around the world internationally. And uh, they originally had the S training back in the 70s, which a lot of actually celebrities went through. And Tony Robbins has also been through uh, Landmark uh, training. And I remember when I did the training, so this is now, let's say, 2007, 2008, I had... uh, been doing this, it's basically self-improvement, right? And so we get in these small groups, there's about 40 of us in this room, we show up once a week, we do this 12-week course. And I remember the person who was quote-unquote leading our group dropped out. And we had five people in our group and everyone's like, oh, who's going to be the leader of our group? And I knew that if I got to be the leader of the group, I get to do coaching. I didn't care about being the leader, I just wanted to coach because I'd seen it and I'm like, I think I'd be good at that. And I said, I'll be the leader of the group. And I started coaching everyone and as I'm doing it totally for free. And as I'm doing it, I'm realizing how much energy it gives me. And you always know, and you probably sense this yourself, Oliver, you get, if you get, if you can ever get into a business that gives you energy, you know, you're in the right place, right? Like this is, you know, divine, divine intervention. I was like, okay, this is my thing. And, um, you know, as the years went on, I start. I actually, one of my, I, you know, I started charging for coaching and, you know, that was crazy. Cause I remember getting money and still working part time and thinking, holy shit. I'm like, I get paid to do this. I will do this for free. And I get paid to do this. This is unreal. This is like a whole new paradigm shift for me. I'm just like, wow, this is fantastic. So a couple of years after that, I think it's 2011. I ended up getting a, I started the niche and I started to focus on sales professionals. And I got this one guy that I started working with, Nick, 
um, out of Toronto and he, and we're working remotely. And so I'm, you know, we're just basically jump on a, a call on Skype or on the phone once a week. And he'd never made $10,000 in his entire life before. And, uh, in, in 30 years as a sales professional, as soon as he's in his fifties. Right. And, uh, but he really wanted to get up to 30,000 a month and he knew he could do it, but he just wasn't doing it. So we were, he, he goes, what, you know what? I love, I love you, man. I love what you're doing. He goes, let's do it. So he pays me $600 us and we worked together for five weeks. And at the end of that five weeks, he makes 17 or it was just under like $17,000. And he's like, he's, 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 he's getting results, right? So fast forward six months, he just makes under 20,000. At the end of our year working together, he made his first $30,000 in a month. And 90% of our calls were all on the psychological aspect of selling. So you got to remember, I'm still working part time. I'm still working and I'm still doing this on the side. And then um, what I started to do is I realized if I was going to keep getting clients, I need to do my own marketing. And so I, I started writing a lot. I was doing writing a lot about self-help because that's what I'd learned about when I was teaching, right? Or that, that, the courses that I took. And then I eventually decided that I've got to start writing marketing. And I started writing a couple of my few marketing pieces. And at first it was just emails, then blog posts. And I would try to like sell a course or sell a training or sell coaching. And then I figured out how to take that written language and then turn it into videos that could then convert into appointments. And then it just sort of evolved from there. And uh, today, like a big reason I'm on LinkedIn is not because like LinkedIn just happened to be the place that I fell into. Again, you could call it divine guidance, but I just ended up falling into LinkedIn because between LinkedIn and TikTok, I'm very still surprised to this day how vast the organic reach is. And so to give you kind of current day example, I work with all type of different clients, but my corporate clients are just thrilled because I've got one company I work with locally. We've been working together for about four months. And when they started with me, they said, there is a, uh, a shortage of trades in the industry in Canada. There's a shortage of millwrights, gas fitters, electricians, so forth. And now they have a surplus of trades, people applying to their company. And all we did is we did, we said, I said, all I want you guys to do is I want you to, I want we to, we're going to start posting. We're going to start posting social content. So when you're in the field, you install something, you do, you do a cool lift with a, with a crane. I want you to grab it on film. I want you to take pictures. And all we're going to do is going to post that. And we're posting socially, posting socially. And all of a sudden, the HR director's connection requests go up. Her presence goes up. She gets inbound inquiries for people applying. Uh, it, and it's just kind of growing from there. Now they're using it as a business tool. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, you know, so that's kind of like the long form, but yeah, like I, and I went through a big alignment change last year, Oliver, is that we used to do a done for you LinkedIn service. And that's not my energy type. Can't do other people's marketing. I can show you the way, but I can't do it for you. It's just not in my, it's not my energy type. So when I started to make that shift, what I realized is that, oh, I'm empowering people to create their own marketing. And that's actually a cool thing for me because my clients are like, take action, decide quickly, get to work. They do the things they need to do. And because they're doing that, um, I work really well with them because I just kind of show them the way and then they just lay down. You know, I just kind of show them. I'm like, just 
do this and then they start doing things and then they see results. You know, if it's increased reach on post, if it's like inbound connection requests from their perfect client, that gets them excited, right? So then we just, we, we go from there. So that's kind of the long story of like how I started in engineering, how I got into basically a digi- becoming a digital marketer. Yeah, and I think it's, it's great. And I think what we'll do is when we, you know, it's great if you're a bit, bit more out of your journey, a couple more questions, we'll lead into it. And then we're obviously we're going to catch up with, with, you know, you're going to give some tips and tricks and talk about LinkedIn in more detail. Because I think what's really, really interesting, we're just going back to the passion thing. I, I'm a huge, huge believer in that. I mean, you know, to do something which you're passionate about, um, to be able to do something you love and you're passionate about, you, you, you set yourself up to win. Do you know what I mean? So when things are tough, you love, you've got the passion there. So I'm a huge believer in that. So um, I second that totally. Um, and then just, yeah, so going on with your journey. So obviously it's got to, to where you are now and obviously working with a lot of clients. Um, you mentioned at the moment, because LinkedIn and TikTok, the organic reach. So for you, it's, is it just learning human behavior and where sort of social media is and then understand the platforms. How have you how have you built your expertise around those areas and to get to the point? Because you know, like if anyone watches your stuff, what you're doing, you know, you've got this LinkedIn lead challenge. I know went really well. You've got this one coming up, and you know, you're doing some brilliant stuff. So fascinated how that come about around those platforms. Yeah, like to, again. So what I've noticed is that I'm a big believer in like test things like have a theory and then test it so last year i decided to get more active socially than i have been in a long long time uh probably like five or six years and so i started posting on youtube uh blog uh facebook um linkedin uh tiktok came about halfway through the year instagram i was posting everywhere and when I was posting content, I noticed LinkedIn always rose to the top. Like I always got people connecting to me that like liked my stuff, which turned into a conversation. And the, the business, it was always justified. The business was always coming in there. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to stop there. Uh, YouTube, I wasn't getting the reach. Facebook, not as much. Um, Instagram as well. What I did notice since then is that, okay, so I'm going to keep doing this LinkedIn thing, but I just felt like it was too limited because I was creating the content anyways. I might as well distribute on multiple channels. Yeah. So what I did was I said, okay, TikTok was a bit of a gamble because it's like a lot of people think TikTok as, you know, someone who's like 9, 10, or 11 years old. But what a lot of people don't know is that uh, there's a 15-year-old named Charlie who's got like, I don't know, 16, 17 million followers now who's all of a sudden she's American and she's made it cool to be on TikTok for teenagers. So if you look at what happened, Facebook, 2010, 2011, 2012, it's eventually the people in the older demographics also started to jump there because it was cool. And then the younger kids jumped off and went somewhere else because they didn't want to be there when their parents were there, right? (laughs) Unsupervised is the best. That's why TikTok is really hot with the younger kids. But as I see it, I'm like, okay, well, this platform's starting to take off. I also got a lead from there. We ended up being a doctor from the UK. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, you, you mentioned that. Yeah. 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 So I was like, I, I'm taking my content that I'm putting on LinkedIn, and then I'm doing it in video format on TikTok. So I'm, I'm running those two platforms. And what was really interesting is like, I'm going to take – Sorry, Steve, I just ask, are you still doing the other, other – are you still doing Instagram and other channels now, or are you just focusing your time on the two? So Yeah, so Instagram is the only other platform I'm also running. And what's interesting is that because I'm running it with the content I'm posting on LinkedIn, I'm noticing that I'm getting more 
uh, reach and I'm getting more followers from that platform and I'm getting more activity from that. So in a lot, I've had two people message me on Instagram and said, I found you on TikTok and I think your stuff's cool or whatever. I wanted to love to talk to you. So I started up Instagram again, seeing that TikTok, TikTok was kind of driving that to grow. Right. So those are the three platforms I'm pretty focused on now. And what's cool. So, and, and, and as, as a, as a side, um, caveat to this, I, I, I can encourage anyone, including yourself all to really think about this is that if you have one platform and you know, it's your go-to platform and you can generate money from it, that's fantastic. But if you have two or three, like one or two other platforms in addition to LinkedIn that are generating business for you, like you will never go dry in business. And that's like any business owner's fear, right? Like you're going to dry up on leads. Obviously, you know, LinkedIn's been really big for you. You mentioned yeah. TikTok and, and obviously Instagram as well and, and using multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and if anyone has a question and they're listening live, then happy to answer it direct. But, I mean, I think what a lot of um, – I, I just kind of – I'll back up a minute. What a lot of – so if you go back the last two to three years, you go to any done-for-you LinkedIn service, they will run outbound messages – to your first degree network in order to drive conversations, right? And the strategy we're using now, I'd given that a go. And what I realized is that, especially in the last, in 2019, there's so many people, especially CEOs or anyone B2B, if you target a business owner, that are getting bombarded with messages. And they're like, well, how do you, how do I know? I read my messages, I'm getting them. But as well, when you're running a client campaign, it's like, I'll run it, and then they will tell me, I got 10 of these already today. And then I was still able to get people to jump on a call with me and then convert that into business. And the only reason is because I had a slight edge in terms of understanding the psychology of my market, right? So like one way, uh, and I'll come back to posting social content. So what reason I abandoned the whole messaging outbound kind of marketing thing was because it's getting too flooded in the market. Everyone's getting them. It's really hard to differentiate. Okay. Not because it wasn't effective. It was losing its effectiveness, but more importantly, from a branding perspective, people were felt like they were getting spam. They were getting burned and didn't want to build a business doing that. So that's the first thing off If someone's offering you done for your lead generation service. I think that's slowly going away, um, even though people will still tell you they can make money doing it, okay? So what we said is like, why don't we do outbound as content? Content is the medium that does the outbound because of the organic reach on LinkedIn. It's very, it's not very unusual for me to get a thousand views on a post within 24 hours, okay? And I've had some, I have a client who has 6,000 views in a week on one specific piece of content. And my theory behind that is that there are so many people publishing, um, I'm going to share a post or uh, I'm going to link outbound link to something else and it's going nowhere. No one's reading it or watching it. And it's like, well, what's the point of posting content if no one's going to read your content, right? So one thing I've learned is if you can ideally keep your content on the feed initially when you're building your brand, and what's going to happen is it's going to live longer on LinkedIn. It's going to circulate to more people and it's going to reach more eyeballs, which is what you want. So the rationale is if you post for the next 60 or 90 days, you're posting content ideally three times a week, if not every day. 
Um, with the challenge, what I find it's a content challenge, right? We show you to grow your network. We show you to, what content to publish. And it's all about increasing your reach, increasing your visibility. When you go through the challenge, a lot of people are surprised and they're like, oh, that was unexpected that I was going to reach more people. And more importantly, that I was going to have people reaching out to me, making a connection request on LinkedIn that is my perfect buyer. Like it's a great attraction strategy, right? In terms of attracting your clients. So if you're doing that over time, say 30, 60, 90 days, just that alone, and you got to remember a lot of people who are on LinkedIn, I think there's about 80 or 85 million people who've joined in the last year, LinkedIn, a half of those being American. So it's like more people are going on LinkedIn to consume content. Um, and what last time I heard Business Insider uh, had posted a couple months ago that LinkedIn is the number one trusted social platform above Facebook and Instagram. And because of that, more people are joining it. So you got more people joining and very few people are publishing content on the platform. And because of that, there's this huge demand for content because a lot of people go on it to consume content, but there's very few people posting actual content on the platform. So if you do the, the math, it's like, well, if the demand meets the supply, then all of a sudden now you're in a market where organic reach goes through the roof. So good for anyone who's posting content. Now, where this kind of takes off is that, okay, if, and this is how I got the meeting with my uh, six-figure client. What they said to me was that the one owner said to me, goes, every time I logged into LinkedIn, I saw your stuff. So that got me the meeting. Okay, so if you're listening and you're like, okay, I want to start to use LinkedIn, focus on doing the work. Now, a lot of people like to do what's convenient and they're going to share posts or they're going to comment on people's stuff, but not going to document and create their own content. It's inconvenient to do that, right? But if you can make it a habit, well, now you've got leads for as long as you want, right? And if it, it on organic go, reach goes away on LinkedIn like it will, then there'll be other platforms like TikTok and so forth that you can move to to capture the attention of key decision makers. So that's a big strategy moving forward is like you need to be able to post content and it takes, if you're doing it more than 20 minutes a day, and my belief is you're doing it wrong because I didn't want to publish content daily that was going to take me hours to do. I wanted something quick, fast that I can do. So we do. Yeah, so this is really interesting, Steve. So a couple of things I want to ask you about then. So... Shoot. You said about content, the key to content. What, what are, what's important around content? You know, in terms of well, like, why everyone's going to, you know, people listen and think, yeah, great, right. So we've got to post content. Like, where do I start? What's the key to it? To you know, around content and, and attracting people. So this is what we cover in our five day challenge, um, which I'll leave. In the, I'll leave this in the podcast notes, Stephen, and obviously share that coming up. I know that's yet yeah, huge success, so definitely mention that at the end as well. So what we cover is we cover about three different uh, types of posts. Uh, one is uh, start a conversation. Okay. And if you're like, well, how do I start a conversation? It's like, ask people what they think about you on LinkedIn. <laughs> like, put that as the headline. What do you think about me when you see uh, my content post here? Um, let me know in the comments below. That's it. Like, start a conversation with your network. Number two um, Hey, I'd love uh, for everyone in my network to get it to know each other. Um, so post down below. What do you do? Who do you help? Maybe there's someone else 
that you might connect with that might uh, be able to help you. Again, starts a conversation. Not only does it start a conversation, it gets comments and the comments aggregated help with the circulation of the post. Cause now that person who commented their first degree network, seeing it, the other person who comments their first degree network, seeing it. So start a conversation. Okay. That's one type of post. Is that helpful? Yeah. Very helpful. Very yeah. good. So start Definitely. a conversation, ask That's for right. like, yeah, start a conversation. Uh, number two, post client testimonials, take a screenshot. Client texts me, they got an amazing result. Boom, screenshot, posted on LinkedIn. How did you feel about that? This is what happened. How did you feel about it? You got video testimonials, post those on LinkedIn. Tell about, talk about that person's uh, story. Uh, that's another piece of content. Like really just take, if you don't have any client testimonials, go and get some. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like help people yeah. get results. It's not about you. Yeah. Um, it's about these people that you serve because they're the ones that will be ideally reading your content. And then I, another question I always get is like, how do you create content that attracts your buyers? Well, it's always based on interest. I went on TikTok. Everyone's posting dance videos, snowboarding videos, crazy jump, base jumping, like crazy adventure stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to go talk about LinkedIn. And I got people that were interested in LinkedIn. Then I said, hey, if you guys are interested in this, and you know, I've got like 1,200 followers. I had 91 back in November, <laughs> like what, two months, three months ago. I got over 1,200 now. And all I did was just post content about LinkedIn because they're interested in LinkedIn. And then what I said is like, hey, you know, I drive them to an opt-in or I would drive them to, hey, follow me on LinkedIn or go to my Instagram account or whatever. And uh, to be honest, the content is easy once you know what to do. It's like, Share, start a conversation, share client stories. And then number three, focus on topics that your clients are interested, not so much what you're interested in. Very good, that really good. And I think it's where people can go wrong, Steve, you know, I certainly see some stuff where, well, first of all, I think people can oversell. So, you know, I'm a firm believer, you know, so, so for me, we provided value. It's around providing value for clients. I'm connected with on socials. It's a good start point for me, providing value that I know my clients would want to hear. Yeah. Um, so I get feedback from my clients at the gym or, or whatever clients I'm working with is to, you know, what things their issues or pain points are and stuff like that. So I create content around that because it's value to my clients, first of all. Then it's a demographic or client avatar. Look at my client avatar that works for potential clients as well. Um, so I think that's a real thing, you know, provide as much value as I can. And then, you know, then you can ask for a sale, can't you, down the line, every few posts, because you are providing value. It's not just a sell, sell, sell. Um, do you find that? Yeah. So, like, initially, like, that's why we in the challenge, it's always about value add, about the, at least the three types of content we talked about so far, just like posting, posting, posting. What happens is, is now you've got people reading your content over and over and over again. So I always try to stick to like 90, 10, 90 value add 10% offers. Um, and my offers aren't like, Hey, go buy my stuff on my website. I tried that like earlier on and I was like, Oh, that doesn't actually work really well. Um, but an offer could be like, Hey, join the challenge, right? Um, opt in for this and provide more value. Right. And then, you know, offer something at the end of the challenge. So, um, I'm finding that because I'm doing the work of like posting and posting and posting social value, 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 and then asking, Hey, do you guys want to attend the challenge or opt in for something else I have for free? 
um, I'm getting a lot of traction with that. Where in the beginning where I was like posting opt-ins and I was posting like uh, initially like, hey, download this, you can opt into it. It wasn't going anywhere. So it's all about like getting attention of eyeballs first, getting the attention, getting attention. And, you know, like think of it this way. If you directly, deliberately connect with a thousand of your perfect clients, what I call perfect buyer, and then in the next 90 days, you run value add, value add content to that specific person in your first degree network. If 10% don't turn into clients, I would be shocked. So right? how'd you run? So how'd you run? How'd you run the values? Ads? Is it just write the content, hope they see, or are you tagging them in? Are you sending them a message saying, look, I wrote this content. I think it's valuable for you. Please hope you enjoy it. So is that the type of private message you'll send? How does it work? You know what's insane is that I've 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 abandoned the I'm gonna message someone direct or I'm gonna tag them direct style of content. I have a lot of trust in my process because I've seen what it's done for other people. So I just post the content knowing that the right people are gonna see it at the right time. It really is that's that that mundane like it's that simple it's like i used to tag specific people i used to like message certain people i used to do all that and i was like what if they're not ready i don't know if they're ready or not the people who are ready get always see the content yeah of course yeah of course it's a bit of like and and, and i trust the process yeah and it's just consistent so how would you shape up your time steve how much time do you you know someone that's having a lot of lot of success on social media obviously we're talking about linkedin here because it's a real hot platform at the moment yeah. How much time are you committing to LinkedIn? Like you said, you're writing, you're, you know, you're engaging in conversations, you're writing content. How does it work for you? How do you split your time? And how does it work on a daily basis? So people are going to start really thinking, oh, wow, Steve, that's great. Look, oh, so I can, so I can, yeah, I get on now and I connect with people and I work out my best clients. How much is it all going to take me? So I, I can't speak for everyone. Everyone's different, but I do have clients that can bang out content 20 minutes a day. Okay because they're subject matter experts. It's like downloading a, you know, like a 300 word article, which is really, really short, 1300 characters or less, um, is really uh, easy for someone to bang out who is a subject matter expert. Now, if you're not a subject matter expert and you're new to your subject, it's gonna take way longer, okay? So because I've been writing for like 11, 12 years, and I know my clients intimately, Psychologically, I understand their pain points, the process they go through. It's easy for me to do this in two hours a week on LinkedIn only. Okay. Um, I don't use any fancy images. I know a lot of people do. The only time I use an image is if I'm doing a screenshot of a client testimonial. And um, I found videos don't really get a lot of organic reach on LinkedIn. So, generally speaking, I don't find videos aren't working. For you, it's just written for them. Yeah. For me personally, I've seen it work for a lot of other people who teach LinkedIn, they don't work for me. And in, why doesn't it work for you? And why do you think, and where's, um, your, honest opinion, where's your honest opinion <laughs> lie then? If it doesn't work for you, but it does for others, what would you say? Could you share on that? <laughs> it's all about just test, man. Just put stuff yeah. out there, right? Like try it out. Um, I like to add uh, video every once in a while because it gives that human element. Video is fantastic, but for me, it's just like it doesn't get the reach as it would like a written. And it's faster for me to bang out something written because, I, like I said, twenty minutes a day. And uh, it, now that doesn't include other uh, platforms, but I mean, like I can do twenty minutes a day. I was like two things: 
organic reach is high. I can, you know, write content and do 20 minutes a day. I'm pretty good at it. Why wouldn't I do it? Right. So, um, that's the kind of level of a skill set that's required. And that's a big part of what we talk about with a, a client and they have a 90 day, I have a 90 day startup program. It's all about, you need to develop this skill set of generating content and written is the easiest to get out and publish content in front of your market. If not three times a week, like I said, every day, what happens is most people start, you know, like I know you're training for a marathon. So it's like they, you know, every person starts like you got to run, you know, I'll, I'll use, I'll use metric like a few kilometers or like two kilometers or maybe you walk it in the beginning and the posting is the same thing. So three times a week, three times a week, just give yourself a chance. Then once you've got the three pieces turning out a week and you're seeing how long it's taking and you're seeing the reach, usually by then people double down. So now they're posting six, seven times a week, sometimes twice a day. So I don't have to convince anyone to do it. All I'm saying is where to start. If you haven't started yet, three times a week written and then go from there. You will double down yourself once you see the results. And ideal world, what would you say the right amount is to post? Three right. times a week, start point. Where are you up to now for yourself that's, that's you know, crushing it? Once a, once a day and sometimes twice a day. There's, <laughs> like, I'll post something on the weekend and then I'll post something later in the afternoon and it's like, I still get a ton of reach with both posts. And you, yeah. so you can't, do you think you can overpost? And not at this point. No. Not at this no. point. Just if there's any... There. Yeah, if, if there's any reason why the content doesn't get circulated, what it does is by posting more often, it gives you a sense of what actually resonates with your network. So this is, so it goes back to tra- – so let's look at tracking then, Steve. So you're saying about posting. So it's going to, your, going to LinkedIn, looking at your insights, seeing how many views you got, comparing yeah. posts, yeah. time of day, stuff like that, yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, and you can go in, there's some great, uh, diagnostics and stats on LinkedIn. You can go in, view the number of views, see what type of person are they a founder are they owner? Are they executive? Are they something else? <laughs> so you can see who's reading it. And I know with my client, uh, the local client that I have, their whole thing was we want to reach mill rights. We want to reach electricians. So we go with the diagnostic, we check who's viewing the posts. And when they see who's viewing them, they're just like, wow, not only are they getting and reaching the trades they want to reach blue collar on LinkedIn in Canada, but they're also reaching salespeople. They're also reading owners, uh, maintenance planners, their clients. So now they're in RFQs or requests for proposals where they're like, oh, wow, they've been trying to get into this company for 10 years when their content is being seen by that decision maker on a weekly basis. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole game changer. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So like with so with it, the obviously the obviously looking at the insights, is it easy to do? Is it just going onto each post? Is there an easy way to search insights out on LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, you just go to the views. So if you've got like 800 views on a post or 200, click on it, it will pop up exactly who's seen your content, what company, that's it. Brilliant. So there's some really good tips there, mate. You're going around LinkedIn. Anything else you think, you know, value, obviously, you know, we're live at the moment, so people might be checking in on LinkedIn and seeing the value. Any other trips and tricks and tips for LinkedIn or socials that are really working at the moment as you're talking around these hot platforms? Yeah, so I posted something on this that wasn't popular, so I'm going to talk about it now. Um, I posted it, And when I say that, I mean, it didn't reach a lot of people. And what it was, was I said, there's no such thing as quick money. 
it's it's you got to be patient with this um and you got to be patient and like i said give yourself a 90 day window if you're not happy with the results you're seeing after 90 days and you're posting content that is getting a lot of exposure and you're still not happy with what you're doing then then drop out either drop out or do something completely different right like if writing is just not your thing then do video if video is not your thing then do mp3s like short one minute snippets the one the, some of the videos that did get uh some good reach on linkedin uh let's say a thousand views for a video for me which would have been a good video less than a minute long so an mp3 with a little minute segment hooks up to your podcast and you know links out to the website that is what people consume because you got to remember when someone goes to their phone and they see your content an article short right or post on linkedin it's like 300 words or less but a video or an mp3 first thing you're going to do is how much of my time do i need to invest to consume this oh it's 56 seconds play if it's three minutes that's a bigger investment of time ask him and you think that happens because you know people talk about you know good time on linkedin you can go longer videos you know obviously instagram is igtv now which yeah. allows longer videos do you not see any value in the longer videos or it depends on the content and i suppose it depends on you the person and, and and what people how they view yourself they think your content's worthwhile what's your thoughts on that i i think that anytime you compare like a 56 bit minute video to like a four three or four minute video you're definitely going to lose share of your audience yeah. okay they'll watch the first minute and they'll drop out or whatever um i do it because of limitations on tiktok because i'm producing content for tiktok because i'm getting a lot of traction there i'm posting the exact same videos on instagram and they all tend to be less than a minute does that affect like business roi i don't believe so because as long as um you're getting engagement followers are going up increased reach you're getting web traffic, like measure all that stuff. And you're getting form submissions or people filling in something on the website. That's, that's what matters. Everything else that yeah, comes out of that. Yeah. So, look, so you're doing written form for LinkedIn. That's working yeah. for you. You're then, you're then multi-purpose your content, do a video for Instagram, use it on LinkedIn, uh, you then, and then, and then just post it on TikTok. So it's just a video format for them other two platforms. Yeah. So you one video that goes across the two platforms. You got yeah. it a little bit yeah that's that's pretty much it it's... yeah cool cool bud cool and then in terms of like call to action do you leave call to action anywhere like you do you always leave a call to action how does that work because you know if you post good content you have, is there a call to action anyway or is that not really you shouldn't do that like... yeah so you know i've been experimenting with different calls to action initially it was like hey go to my offer i didn't find that really uh did much and it was like and i tracked that stuff i could see how long someone's on the page for like you know 30 seconds or something i'm like that's not an engaged person just to read my sales letter it's like three minutes right so if they read it and i've seen someone read through three minutes and go book a call they got to be on there for three minutes so when i get like 30 second engagement on a page on like a sales letter i'm like okay it's not worth it so what i did instead is i said okay well why don't we just put a little ps and what i do in like probably 80% of my posts, I put a little PS, follow me on LinkedIn. That's it. All I'm looking is to gain more traction with more followers. Yeah. And so I find that it's helpful. The only yeah, other sure, thing I do is, that's, a, kind of, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Steve, you're going to say something else you do? Yeah, like 90-10 rule again, like 10% g- 
it can be offers. Drive people to another offer for sure as one piece of content. But you don't so really want to do it in the beginning. Get them into the funnel almost. Get them into the funnel, into the database. And then obviously you can have a conversation further from there. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look at what most people are doing on LinkedIn, um, they're all pitching or they're sharing other people's posts. They're doing what's convenient and easy. If you actually do what's a little bit harder to do, which is to build the habit of creating content in 20 minutes a day, you, my friend, are going to be so much more well out 12 months from now than most other people who have no idea how to use LinkedIn. What about private messaging on LinkedIn, Steve? Do you see any value in that? I know you said you come away from that because, I mean, I probably get about 50 messages a day now. It's unbelievable, you know, someone connects <laughs> with you. No, you know, it's like that. It's crazy. Someone, someone connects with you. And then I know, well, I know what's coming in one minute, a message to say, can you, thanks for connecting. This is, this is what we do, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know, I mean, you know, I ignore it. I just ignore it. And if I see someone's um, persistent and they message me a couple times, I disconnect from them. So, yeah. Yeah. so I got a pretty clean, I find my profile's pretty clean. Now I get the odd person who reaches out that's trying to message me, but most people are just, they're connecting because they want to follow my stuff and that's it. Perfect. Because I think it's like networking, isn't it? You know, you don't go to a networking event, go straight to someone and say, here's my business card. Um, you should do business with me. This is what I do, you know. And so almost, you know, social media for the social platforms, it's like networking on, online, isn't it? You know, so you go up to someone, you have a conversation, what do you do? And start, start a conversation, you know. <laughs> Can't just go, here's my business card, sign up with my services. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and like I'm seeing local traction, even though I've never addressed... Uh, the city I live in uh, directly, like here's a good idea, like especially because you run a gym. What's the name of the city you live in, uh, Oliver? Um, so I live in, my, my gym is in Chelmsford, which is in Essex. It's about yeah. 40 minutes from London. Yeah. And uh, I, live in a, I live in Essex as well, but in a village. I would, I would be like, if, you're, if your gym's in Chelmsford, I would be like, hey, if you're in Chelmsford, and then I would write the rest of the post if you want pe- as an offer. Like direct people directly based on the city that they're in. Um, you don't see that a lot on LinkedIn, but I'm because of the traction I'm getting with some of the business owners locally, I'm like, damn, I never thought of that. But yeah, those people are checking their phones too. So it's like you get 10 or 20 people. Like for me, that's super lucrative. I get 10 or 20 corporate companies following my content and then like send them to an offer. You know, again, like doing this for 30, 60, 90 days. Uh, and if you do that, I think it would just be a game changer. Most people aren't doing that level of specific content. And that is what really needs to change the game for you and your business. Yeah. 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 yeah, No, I agree. And I think as well, you know, it's like, you know, I think, I mean, when, if you've got something online as well, it does help, you know, if you if you've got an online service, I think that helps you get the whole reach and stuff, but yeah, you know, going that specific, Hey, Chelmsford, LinkedIn community, whatever town people are in. Really good look. So, so anyone starting your business, Steve, in, 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 what advice would you give to people in the industry? You spoke about social media here, but any advice you can give in business that you, what advice you've been given or, or that can help? Oh man, I, you know, I wish, you know, be patient. And I know I hear Gary Vaynerchuk say this, and I'm like, man, he's just, he's just, he's just echoing the truth. Um, just last week, this one company I'm working with. I didn't know which way it was going to go. I was just like, we're going to, I'm just going to help them. I'm going to, we're going to start and we're starting. And now they're thinking of starting a whole new division around the 
quote, quote unquote leads we're developing. And then we're going to get into another aspect of the business. And I was like, Oh, that's what the patient means. It's like these opportunities will come to you if you continue to do the work. So, um, you know, there's more to it than that. Like if I think about kind of like the kind of core pieces that you need to, to drive the business revenue, number one is going to be to get attention on social. Okay. So we talked extensively about the content, but that's the first piece. Cause if you don't have attention, you got nothing. Okay. Number two is, um, to convert leads. Okay. And I'll talk a little bit about that. And then number three is to close clients. And those are like skills that took me a little bit more time to develop. Everyone has their own way of doing it. I bought other training. I've learned from other people, but like my way of generating leads is very much different than like 98% of people that are doing lead gen because I found what works for me. Yeah. And, um, so, so lead gen and then closing clients. Okay. So you say you've got to close clients. Do you have to know how to sell? You have to know how to run a conversation that will turn into a purchase. You don't necessarily need to know how to sell. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Go on, Steve. Please go, mate. Cause I was going to go. That's fine. Yeah. Please go. Yeah. So it's, it's about positioning your service as something to buy right? Based on needs. That's, that's my belief is that, so it's getting the right person on the phone. That's the lead. And then when you get on the phone to have a framework to run the conversation so that when you get to the end of say your first call, we usually, I usually do a two call close at the end of the first call, they've gotten value. They, they understand. I know my shit, like that I'm capable. Um, and they also understand that I feel them. I understand and empathize with their situation. So at the end of that, it's like, you know, you know, did you want me to continue to help you with this? And if they say yes, we schedule another call. And on the second call, it's really about, okay, these are all the challenges and things you identified that you need. This is what we do to identify that need. Is there any reason why you could see that we shouldn't work together? And then if you get like 10 objections, you dress all 10, you get to the end of the call. Then you say, what would you like to do? I always put the person that is like a potential client in the driver's seat. What do you want to do? Um, and the reason I do that is because I've been on the other side where I was convincing someone to do it and it did not go well. So I go back to them and say, what would you like to do? And if they say, I'd like to join your program, I'm like, Awesome. This is how it works. And then this is how we start. Here's a rough timeline. Look forward to seeing our first call next week. So, okay. so you got to know how to quote unquote sell, but more importantly, you got to know how to like turn your framework or have a, a, a process so that people can buy from you. I'm big on that because I've seen so many bad salespeople um, and I've been exposed to them and I think everyone is, and you get a sense that that you need to sell in order to, to generate business you don't you need to have to position your conversations so that people want to buy and if you're a consultant or a coach and you really love to help people you're perfect for this because the new sales the new way to sell is to be a consultant to help people so that that's kind of the sales and the closing client side and then the lead side converting leads there's so many ways to do it uh one way we do it is our five-day challenge 
Um, I have an opt-in for a free download. That's another way I do it. At the end of the day, I'm looking for people that have two qualities. Obviously, I'm going to get their contact information, but all I really care about is, are they hungry for change? And number two, do they have a budget or money to pay for my services? If they have are hungry for change and they have a budget, that is the perfect client for me. Because you've got to remember, in my space, it's like someone hasn't done LinkedIn as a business platform because they haven't figured it out. And part of the reason why they haven't figured it out is because they weren't hungry enough to do the work. So if they're hungry and they have money to spend, then I can help them. Okay. So as far as like business advice, it'd be like get attention, generate leads, learn how to position your conversations so people buy from you. And if you learn those, those are skills you all have to learn. And we teach them in our 90 day uh, jumpstart program. You'd yeah, be set. So and then once you get people into the funnel, you know, you get the leads and stuff, is it then carrying the conversation? I mean, is it a case of then you're providing you know, free downloads? Is it giving free value, free downloads, further stuff to then, you know, get a sale? Because you might get them into the funnel and not get a sale straight away. So how, is it, how do you keep the conversation going? Obviously, there's some important stuff around that. Yeah, like one thing that um, makes all the difference is knowing your perfect buyer. And that's something I work with every client on. Um, knowing psychologically who your perfect buyer is. Um, let me give you an example. So I have a client, he works in cyberspace and um, his clients are in LinkedIn. So it uh, makes sense to prospect and generate leads from LinkedIn. So we're having a conversation about his perfect buyer and um, we're talking about these specific job titles that his executive, uh, his client has and we get to the conversation around how uh, much does his client know about data breaches and security in general, personal data, right? Credit card data, people's names, addresses, like you're seeing it more and more on social, people are getting exposed. So it is becoming a rising concern. But these uh, chief technical officers, which are his perfect buyer who run data security, You've got like three different types of CTOs. You got one who's like 90% sure that their data is secure. That person will never be a client or a customer for my client. Then you have people that are 70% sure they've got all their tracks covered, right? They kind of know that, but they're still like concerned that they don't have real data security. And the problem with not having real data security is that if your customer's data was ever to get exposed by malware or a hacker, now you lose the trust of all your customers and you lose the trust of the brand. Okay. So a person like that is a good customer for my client because they're a little bit unsure that they have all their bases covered. So when we write the copy for a lead magnet, for example, to get them to opt in and then go to his offer, psychologically we're only talking to that specific perfect buyer is that is that a good example that help yeah great example yeah i think that lead magnet is really important in the communicate you know communicating people away and also by doing this as well you know you you eliminate you eliminate time wasting you know because time is precious you want to get the right leads i think that's huge you want to get the right leads you want to be able to get um 
you know, spend time on them, you know. And I think you, you're interested in a little, there was, you posted something on LinkedIn last week talking about, you know, client comes to you and, you know, I can't remember what it was now, but my, my comment to you was, you know, chase the nut. No's are cool. You want to you answer, you know, if someone's not going to work with you, what's going to be, yeah, it's about decision making. What's going to change in a few days? What have you got to think about? It's fine, Just, you know, if, you know, if you don't want to say no, if you don't want to do it, it's no problem, you know, make people feel comfortable in the sales process that they can say no and you move on to the next one. And it gives you a lot of, well, you know, it gives you a lot of like um, clarity, mental mental well-being, knowing you can just move on to the next next client, next conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, interesting one I always like to ask me guests when I get on the podcast is, um, what advice would you have given to Steve 15 years ago, 10 years ago? Yeah, two things. Uh, just be patient and do what you love to do. Um, that's it, you yeah. know, and the, and the reason I say that is because, um, because I've been doing what I really enjoy, I'm happier. My wife can sense it. Um, I'm just more pleasant to be around. I'm kinder to people. Um, you know, my clients, I'm kinder to, uh, my colleagues, I'm kinder to, um, you know, my friends It's because I'm happy and enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah. For a long time, I was in business. I'm like, you got to like work and you got to like, no, no, be kind to yourself. And, and if you just find the thing that you love to do, for me, it's writing and make it something you can do every day. I heard an interview with Ellen and Lady Gaga. And Ellen said to Lady Gaga, what are at least three things you need to do every day? She said, meditate, exercise, sing. I'm like, of course, she's a singer. I'm a writer. I'm a copywriter. So I need to write every day. And when I'm doing that, I'm my best self. So do what you love to do every day, every freaking day, and be patient. And you do those two things, put some processes in place, you'll do fantastic, Steve. That's what I would say to myself. Yeah, I think, you know, being happy about what you're doing is so important, you know. That's really important. Um, so, yeah, no, it's brilliant stuff. And then, so, any what, 2020, just started 2020, obviously, with this, you know, spoke a lot about LinkedIn, a lot about TikTok, you know, the emerging platform, you know, there's an emerging platform. What's uh, what's coming up in 2020? What can people think about? What can people do? Any advice you think 2020 in the digital world, social media, the platforms, you know, how you're, um, yeah. Uh, what can you give? Yeah, no, it's interesting. I, so go all in on, uh, I would say if you're going to do anything this year, go all in. I still see people posting socially on Facebook. Some people are doing it for family and friends, but some people are trying to run a business with it. And I think it's a mistake because there's so much more reach on TikTok and LinkedIn. And as I validated, there's business leads on both. So if I was like to go back, so I came to the end of 2019, happy new year's. I was like, I'm not changing anything I'm doing. I'm going TikTok and LinkedIn all in. I added Instagram as a test. And I still don't get nearly the reach that I do on LinkedIn and TikTok. So if I would say platform specific for the next year, definitely those two. And then anything else I would say is that I think there's a lot of specifically a lot of coaches out there that undercharge for the transformation they deliver. Start to, if you're, if you're, you're undercharging or you're charging out an hourly rate um, or your consultant charging out an hourly rate or you charge by project, uh, because that's what you've always done. Consider coming out with a program or a service that delivers around one need. 
So we're talking about simplifying your business and then focus 100% of your focus on those two platforms to market to that one service. And I know a lot of people won't do it because they're like, oh, well, I can do seven different things. And I'm like, I know, but that's seven different clients and that's going to be a headache. Focus on delivering to one client, one need, and then help them transform because when they go through your program, the need's going to change and they're going to need more help. That's what I would suggest for the next year. Going, so, so actually going narrow and niche and actually really just narrowing down on where you're, where you're pushing your sales. Maybe, you know, being a bit self-aware of what the biggest, I suppose, injection in your business comes from and then just like literally homing in on that. That's it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed the episode, then please, please share it with anyone else you think that might get value. And if you can leave us a five-star review, that would be great. It will just help us to reach more people with the podcast. If you want to get the episodes as soon as they're released, then just subscribe to the podcast. And as soon as they get released, you'll get a notification on the podcast platform you use. Once again, thanks to everyone for listening. And if you want to get in touch with me at any time, then just drop me a message on LinkedIn, Oliver Burquez. Be great to connect and have a chat with you.